It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Happy Saturday, everyone. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White is here as well. Vinny Malliol will be here in about 20 minutes. Jerry's here, though. He's on Oregon. We know this. He's on Oregon. Uh, Ryan, Ryan McCormick here as well. Sean also doing a great job, as always. All right, the penultimate Saturday of the college football regular season. Kind of amazing. Just shows how quickly this all goes. And, Alex, let's just dive right in, and we'll go in rotation number order, as we always do. And let's just start off. College game day is there. Uh, as bad of a, a Pat McAfee uh, field goal kick contest as you're ever going to see uh, there in Harrisonburg this morning, JMU undefeated 10-0, hosting Appalachian State. To start us off here, Alex, nine behind us, which is currently the market low on the Dukes. This open 12. It's been pretty much a one-way street on the Mountaineers of App State. But there's a little buyback in the market. There's even a 10 out there at, at Caesars right now. Uh, but right now, nine behind us, nine and a half across the board for the most part. I didn't play this game, even with the move. I did kind of like Appalachian State at the beginning of the week, but we're not going to be chasing bad numbers. That's right. And I would probably only lay the nine with James Madison here because I love this team. Undefeated, as you mentioned. They cannot be in the conference championship. We know that now. But they can be in a bowl game. And now they're on game day. I think they'll really show up for this one. They are without their defensive end, Jalen Green, though. So that kind of kept me off of it. But love this James Madison team. I do understand taking the 12 and a half, but... Now that it's at nine, it would be favored or pass for me, and I chose pass. Yeah, you and I agree here. I, again, James Madison, we talked about it yesterday on the show. It's a joke what the NCAA has not done for them. They're heading, they're heading for 12-0, and 0, and it's a shame that they will not have the opportunity to go to the Sunbelt Championship game, which could even include a college football playoff. Uh, no, not a college football playoff berth, a New York, a New Year's, Six bowl, those other bowls that have been in the rotation for the college football playoff, uh, an opportunity to play in the Peach Bowl would be something incredible for James Madison, but they're not going to have an opportunity to do that. Even if they go 12 and 0, they will get a bowl bid. There's not going to be enough teams to fill it out, uh, but still ridiculous that it even has to come down to not being enough teams for JMU and for that matter, Jacksonville State, who's also bowl eligible already in a normal circumstance coming up from FCS. All right. I, I just will be quick on this one. Coastal Carolina against Army. I, I've been on Coastal Carolina now for a month straight. Let's just add to it. I'll, I laid the three this morning in West Point uh, with Coastal Carolina. Yeah, they've had quarterback issues, but uh, in all honesty, Alex, I still think Coastal Carolina's quarterback play has been fine, even with all the injuries. Of course, McCall getting concussed uh, a, a little over a month ago. He still hasn't been cleared, which is obviously very scary. We're talking about uh, concussions. Uh, the third quarterback, Ethan Vashko, has been in there the last few weeks. Actually, he's been all right. So I I'm not overly concerned that it probably will be Vashko again this morning uh, there in uh, West Point. And, and yeah, Army needs the game in order to possibly get the 6-6. Six and six. If they win this game, they'll be a probably be a favorite over Navy in the Army-Navy game in, th in three weeks. But right now, I do like the Chanticleers to get the 8-3, and three, lay the 3 with CCU on the road at, um, at Mikey Stadium. I do like it. I had too many plays today, so this one kind of got pushed to the side. But they are playing good football, 1-5 in a row. I was 
on them last week with you. Big win over Texas State. So I don't mind this play at all. Let's go to a game where both on the same side. West Virginia and Cincinnati. We talked about this on the show yesterday. A little perplexed on how the markets played this one. It got to as low as four and a half in some faraway places. Uh, here in town, never got lower than five. Five was the bottom. It's back to five and a half across the board here. West Virginia laying it at home against Cincinnati. You know, last week Cincinnati beat a Houston team that you and I were both on Houston in that game. We never stood a chance realistically with no. the way that the Cougars didn't show in that one against the Bearcats. West Virginia got smoked, absolutely smoked by Oklahoma last week. And you know what? I'm not going to hold it against them because that was the perfect smash spot for Oklahoma. Back-to-back losses on the road, return home, play a team that the defense has been very shaky against good competition, and Oklahoma drilled them. I'm not holding it against them. This is a great step down in competition for West Virginia, and I only have to lay less than a touchdown? I thought this was fine at seven to lay with West Virginia. It's definitely good to lay at five and a half, Alex. I completely agree, and I got minus six and a half. I thought that was going to be the best number I could get. I'm shocked by the move as well. As you mentioned, Cincinnati steal a win from Houston, but Donovan Smith, Houston's quarterback, he threw three picks. I don't see everything going Cincinnati's way like it did last week. Great situational spot. West Virginia bounce back here from that 59-20 loss to Oklahoma. Oklahoma, we'll get to them in a little bit. Uh, they'll they'll be in Provo for the nice 10 a.m. kick in Provo. I, I'm sure that will, well, again, as I said yesterday, won't be many hungover people in Provo at least uh, for that one uh, starting at the top of the hour. All right, I do want to bring this game up. It's a bad game, but it's, <laughs> I didn't. I have not bet this. I don't think I will bet this by the time the game starts because I would be taking a bad number. From four and a half to three and a half, Indiana's favorite in a conference game against Michigan State. Both of these teams going nowhere here this year. 47 and a half the total. I, I, you know, Alex, I know Indiana's been a lot better recently. They, of course, had the win against Wisconsin. They should have beaten Illinois last week. And now you get Michigan State, who, if there is a team in the country that has shown the ability to quit, on, quit in this season, has been them. And you know what? I can't really blame the players with everything that has transpired there. I'm just in the camp of I'm not sure Indiana should be favored in conference against anyone. So that would be, again, I don't want to chase a bad number. Could have had four and a half earlier this week, down to three and a half. That is a gigantic difference, obviously, with going through the key number of four. But it's hard to look at this and be like, hmm, Indiana's a favorite? I don't know about that. So I did throw Michigan State plus four and a half on a, on a small round robin that I did okay. early in the week. But not my favorite play with the Spartans. But I agree with you. Indiana? They have looked improved over the last three weeks, but I think this is a game we see them play more to their competition, right? And Michigan State has been through a lot. I just thought four and a half was was way too high. I made this game a pick. Indiana three and a half right now. That is what the market is as well, including behind us here at the South Point. All right, let's go to Knoxville. Georgia, Tennessee. Dogs on the road against the Vols. Finally down to nine and a half here at the South Point. That's what it is across the board. That's what it was yesterday when we were doing the Football Friday version of this show, Alex. And you know what? I don't, I, I understand why Sharps took 10. I get it. 
key number. They're getting in with a home team with a tremendous home field advantage there at Nealon. But my concern with Tennessee, we saw it last week. We were both on Missouri in that game where we thought it was the wrong team favorite, and boy, we were correct in that one. If Tennessee got out-physicaled badly, and they got out-physicaled badly by Mizzou last week, what's going to happen when they play Georgia here today? How are they going to be able to handle the physicality of the back-to-back champs? Uh, Brock Bowers is back. He looked pretty healthy last week in Georgia's destruction of Ole Miss. And there's just something about playing your best football at the right time. And Georgia's playing their best football at the right time right now. Where, look, I know they they, they struggled in that Mizzou game. I, that team on the other side is really good. And probably the best team Georgia will see in the regular season this year. Obviously, not on the, Mizzou's not on the same level as what Bama has been the last six weeks. But based off the regular season schedule, clearly the best team they have played, uh, regardless of what the numbers ended up being, I think this is a lay with Georgia short of 10. I, I know that, that like we said, Sharps are taking this down from 10 to 9.5. I, I think this is Georgia rolling them, out, rolling them out here. I think this is a beatdown, not quite as what it was last year, but Georgia wins this game handily, covers 9.5, Alex. Well, I hope not because I have Tennessee plus the points here. Georgia if you land is, 10, I could win. You could push. That's that's okay. <laughs> Georgia is ranked number one right now for a good reason. Like you mentioned, they won last year. They're still undefeated, but they're really four in my power rating. So okay. this is a numbers play for me, and that's that's where all my plays start from, right? And I've been looking for an underdog to take against Georgia. Mizzou, I passed on that one. You were on the right side. I moved Missouri up since then. And Stay away last week against Ole Miss. But this one, I actually have a good four-point difference here with Tennessee. So I took the points, plus 10 with them. They are much better at home. Their three losses this year are on the road at Florida, at Alabama, and at Missouri. Three really good teams. And honestly, I think they just came out flat last week against Mizzou. So everybody's kind of going off of last week's. And if you just went off last week, Georgia looked dominant. Tennessee looked terrible, then yeah, of course you're going to stay away from this. But I think it's a good situational spot. I think we're going to see the best Tennessee team that we've seen at home so far this year. Georgia gets Georgia Tech next week to end their regular season. Of course, the SEC championship game already said Georgia will take on Alabama at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Tennessee, of course, ends their season as they always do with Vanderbilt. It's a little bit easier than what will be this week. Have you jumped on that game at all yet? What, the SEC title game? Yeah. I have not, but I'm almost certainly going to take Alabama. Okay. Almost certainly going to be on the tide in that game. All right, let's let's uh, let's keep it rolling. Michigan, no Harbaugh on the sidelines again. The Wolverines taking on the Maryland Terrapins in College Park at the top of the hour. Maryland, 18 and a half here at the South Point. Market as low as 17 and a half now. Total getting bet to the over here this morning. Up to 50 and a half here at the South Point. There's even some 51 in the market now. I stayed out of this. I, I, I Look, Michigan has played the motivation card for their players perfectly. It's us against the world. No one likes us. Everyone's out to get us. They've played it perfectly. This is just the opportunity of a sleepy spot here. The week before Ohio State is clearly there for Michigan. The problem is Maryland, since that first half in Columbus, yep. has not been a good football team. They were 5-0. and 
They were leading Ohio State at halftime. They somehow didn't cover 20 in that game. And now I just, I know that one last week that more had to do with Nebraska being Nebraska more than anything. Uh, I stayed out of this. I, I just couldn't find anything that uh, seemed right for me to bet, Alex. I stayed out of it as well. I was looking at the over. That would have been my play, um, especially because Maryland, they have been giving up a lot of points, 28 a game this season. And Michigan, they've been uh, they've been scoring a lot of points to the two best defenses, Penn State and Rutgers. They were held to 24 and 31, respectively. But then they averaged 48 in the other five matchups against Big Ten teams. So that would have been the play for me, but with all the outside noise, I did decide to pass on this one. And nothing, uh, nothing for me on this one as well. All right, a game you really like. Let's go there. Top of the hour. Miami taking on Louisville. Cardinals win. We'll see you in Charlotte in two weeks against Florida State. No questions asked. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt to explain the tiebreakers in the ACC because it's very convoluted. If Louisville loses. <laughs> Uh, there is a legitimate shot here at a multi-way tie for second place for the right to go play Florida State and Charlotte. So for ACC championship uh, game scenarios, the easy one is Louisville wins there. They take on Miami. Alex, this is a pick. I stayed off of this. By the way, there is one Louisville one out there now. I, I have no idea in this game. I understand why people like Miami. I understand why some people like the Cardinals in this game. It's, it is a weird spot for Louisville with, yes, everything to play for for the ACC title game on the line, but they also play Kentucky next week, which is a big-time rivalry game, as right. we know. Um, and Miami, I have no idea what I'm getting out of them on a weekly basis. I have no clue. It, it's either going to be, I'm sure there'll be some coaching gaffe. That's the only thing I'm certain of. And, I mean, they were right in that game all the way through against Florida State last week and had a real shot to win that one. Yes, they did. Honestly, you said I love this game. I do. I'm excited to watch this game, but I'm a chicken here. I passed on it. And it's, oh, wow. That's because I wanted to take Miami money line. I think that um, Tyler Van Dyke has definitely been humbled. He's been benched for the first time. Besides being injured, the starting job has always been his. And then he gets benched, and he has to come in for Emory Williams. Now he's going to play again. And when he's good, he's he's on, right? So... If we can see a great effort from him in that offense, I think they can hang in this one. But I'm not going against this Louisville team who is red hot. Um, they've won three in a row, sitting second in the ACC. So this is going to be a one. This is going to be one I watch and possibly jump in in game. Yeah, the I, the way you were talking about it before the show, I, I it was like, oh, we're all over Miami. But I, I get I look, I get passing this game. I understand it. I think these two teams, Miami, is more talent. But there's a huge coaching advantage for Louisville yes. in this game. So stay away. I'm going to stay away from now on. All right, Kentucky at South Carolina is next. South Carolina is a two-point favorite in this game right now, Alex. Uh, this is a favorite flip. Kentucky opened the week as a favorite. Now the Gamecocks favorite in this one. Uh, you know, I there are injury concerns on the Kentucky side. But this really, to me, smells of people taking South Carolina to a favorite because of the they got to win the possibly bowl, be bowl eligible angle, which I don't really like because they're going to be a pretty significant, even though Clemson is down, Clemson's still going to be north of a touchdown next week. Yes. They're in, in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, I am going to be on Kentucky in this game. I, I just, 
Look, it's one of those where I think the Cats are the better football team, and they're going to be catching points. If this somehow touches three, I don't think it gets there. It's an automatic. We're taking the three. But I'm going to money line Kentucky. Not yet. I just want to see how the injuries come out because there are one or there's two things. Two things I'm really looking at that could really say, all right, I don't want to do this. But as of this moment, the Cats will likely be on there. I know you're opposite of me, but you were also grabbing a better number on the Gamecocks. That's right. So this is like a half a unit play for me because I saw South Carolina plus one and a half, and I did make them a small favor in this game. Anticipated. The move there. So Kentucky dominant early in the season, 5-0 and at one point, but then they've really struggled since that loss to Georgia. I guess Georgia has that impact. 1-4 and four in their last five straight up and 1-4 ATS. So I think Spencer Rattler, you know, is in his groove, posting over 300 passing yards in two straight performances. He has over 200. He has over 28,000 yards, 17 passing touchdowns. So we can get a big performance from him, then I think they'll be okay. But like you mentioned, more of a value play here, grabbing the one and a half with South Carolina. Let's get Rutgers and Penn State here real quick. Uh, we didn't touch we didn't touch this yesterday on the show, but I do want to bring it up here. Penn State, of course, their uh, season uh, up in flames for a college football playoff berth with the loss last week to Michigan. Now to get Rutgers, who Rutgers just looked awful last week against Iowa. Uh, total misread by me on that one. They gave up over 400 yards to Iowa, which is hard to do, and they got shut out. Eh, that's not as surprising against the Hawkeyes. Uh, but here we go. Penn State's 20 and a half. Alex, 40, and I see one of these just big favorites, very low total. Uh, I did nothing here. If I got a full 21, I probably would take with Rutgers, but I just don't anticipate seeing that, especially since most of the market now is 19 and a half. So this is a nice old-fashioned stay away for me at the top of the hour uh, there in uh, State College, Pennsylvania. I think with the 21, you would be with the pros here. I do believe they are on Rutgers. But like you mentioned, not that surprising they got shut out, but surprising that they let Iowa score 22 points on them with that offense. Penn State, we've seen them look a little sleepy after their loss to Ohio State. Now they're coming off a loss from Michigan. So if there was ever a spot, I think this might be it to grab the points with Rutgers. But stay away from me. I had too many plays. Is that the, that's that's half the theme today, isn't it? Yes. That a lot of likes, but I don't want to overload, trying, it, trying. overload it here on the next to last full Saturday of the year. All right, North Carolina and Clemson is up next. You know, this is a really interesting game, actually. Uh, important game uh, for, for UNC, still with a chance to somehow make it to Charlotte, even with all the ridiculousness that has happened to them in conference play. They were very fortunate to get out with a win last week against Duke. Uh, probably the worst officiated game I think I've seen in college football this year. Uh, but now they go to Clemson. Clemson seven and a half. I don't want to say that Clemson has stabilized things. But they have looked a lot better the last two weeks. The win against Notre Dame and a game last week where they just kept turning Georgia Tech over and took full advantage of it with a three-touchdown win. Seven and a half right now, Alex. 59 and a half the total. It does feel like if, if I were to take anything, I would only take points with North Carolina here. I pass, though, because I hate that defense. And that defense is capable of basically anything, and usually that means not anything good. So I stayed off of it. I am a little surprised Clemson is north of a touchdown, though. 
So that's another common theme for me today. I really feel like I'm on teams with the better defense, and that's Clemson here. Mm -hmm. I laid the six and a half with them. I would definitely not chase, and I would be laying the seven and a half. Um, yes, I think that Clemson has stabilized things, definitely. But I do think we've seen the worst performance from their defense in the last two weeks, right? Gave up a bunch of points to Notre Dame and then last week too. So I think that that's a big focus for them going into this game, knowing North Carolina does have a high-powered offense, and I think that'll be the difference maker. Real quick on this one, Ohio State and Minnesota. Ohio State's 28th here at the South Point. There's 27 and a half out there as well. Uh, this was a, a pretty easy pass for me. I I guess at 28, it would only be a take on the underdog, but I, I don't really want to do anything with this, even with it being a look-ahead spot with Michigan coming next week for the Buckeyes. No, thanks. Me either. I made Ohio State more than 28-point favorite here, so definitely past even taking the points with Minnesota. But looking into it, Minnesota has played Ohio State tough over the past three years, 3-0-1 ATS, but that dates back all the way to 2014, so that's in a far stretch here. Two completely different teams. Actually, the last time they saw Ohio State, they had C.J. Stroud. So for better or for worse, we have two completely different teams here. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, the biggest mover of the morning, as we all expected, Purdue and Northwestern. Our guy Vinny Maliul will be in with us to discuss that and more when we get back. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. We work hard to provide you with all the conveniences that will make you come back again and again. Things like free parking and easy checkout from the TV in your room. While you're here, be sure to use the club card to get all the perks, comps, free meals, and cash we want to send your way. It's simply the best player's reward system in Las Vegas. Membership is quick, easy, and free, and you can start earning points for cash and comps immediately. Go to the club booth to sign up today. Also take advantage of our business center, located right by the Benny Binion statue print boarding passes, or enjoy the convenience of our FedEx, UPS, and U.S. mail services. Just another way we're here to serve. Also during your stay, don't forget the convenience of room service. You can enjoy a delicious meal in your pajamas from the comfort of your room. Just call extension 77085 or use the room service function on the TV in your room. And if you need a ride to or from the airport, our free airport shuttle can be scheduled with the front desk at extension 73139 please give at least a 24-hour notice to reserve. For information on strip transportation, please call our bell desk. Finally, remember us for your next business meeting, conference, or banquet. From our 80,000 square foot exhibit hall to 70,000 square feet of convention space, which includes our grand ballroom, we have everything you need. Our getaway location and commitment to exceptional value and service have cemented our popularity with business communities around the country. Thank you for staying with us. Whether for business or pleasure, we're glad you're here. And we're here to serve. South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa, where there's something for everyone, all under one roof. Enjoy your stay. There's the Christmas tree. That's right. It is November 18th. <laughs> South Point Sportsbook as well. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you. Sports by the book. Alex White's here as well. Of course, uh, past champion of last man standing in college football up at Stations Casinos. And there he is. 
Over 40 years of experience in the state of Nevada. Over 50 if you count his time in Long Island. That's right. Our guy Vinny Maliula is here. Remember, that was for tuition purposes. Yes, tuition purposes for our guy. By the Pichendo. way, you saw yes. the book and you saw the, you saw the Christmas tree. Um, you can don't, you can do your Christmas shopping here. Don't remember, right? Future tickets. Future tickets. Very I, good. Okay. Don't forget the store in the back also, Vinny. Well, yeah. Just, the gift shop's the gift got a lot of good stuff. South Point, yeah. But right, here in, right here in the book, you can be in action for yourself and uh, and your loved ones as well. So uh, you can start checking off your, your Christmas list right at the uh, right at the counter. Vinny, let's uh, let's go to this game we I teased beforehand. Purdue and Northwestern. Yeah. Normally we wouldn't even touch this game on on a full card, but so this game opened Northwestern two. Yes. It got bet all the way across to Purdue three. And now this morning we get the news that Hudson Card is not going to play for Purdue. So it's back to Northwestern two and a half. And I'm just going to ask you this straight out here, Vinny. Because we've we see this we see this on a yearly basis, not not always a weekly yeah. basis, but a few times a year we see this in college football. Where the Sharps get out in front of this, know something, bet it one way so they can come back on the other side at, at, at a much better number. And this kind of feels like to me where Hudson Card's status, as the week progressed, got more questionable. Mm -hmm. And now here he is out. And this kind of feels like one of those where I was a little perplexed on how this got all the way to three anyway on Northwestern. And now back to the, the pre-flop number with no card in there today at two and a half. Well, it's it's a good question. It's an important question. So, so who bets it early, right? Professionals bet it yeah, early sure. right now. Is it a head fake? No, it's a contingency too, part of it, right? We see this all the time, so we're not going to overreact to it. Um, you know, going to bet it one way thinking, okay, in the event he's out or possibly out, all right, we're going to get ahead of it. Great. So we move it accordingly. Remember yesterday on the air with uh, Chris Andrews, Jimmy Vaccaro, uh, and I, we were, we went through, uh, we had the football Friday show and we were talking and I specifically mentioned that given everything that's happening with the game and then the emotional aspect of the game, right? Where Northwestern rewards their interim quote unquote coach with a, with a, with a contract, a new contract, you know, the team has rallied all year. We, we knew that there was going to be money here for Northwestern. So it's not really a shock. I'm not saying, listen, we have a crystal ball. Nobody's got a crystal ball, right? If you if you have a situation where in this case card he's questionable all week, well let's get ahead of it. Let's take the points. Let's you know and then, and they ran it real really well. Okay, okay, great. Now it's going to come back. So in essence, people are just getting off it. It, it. It's not. This is not all general public jumping on this. This is this is a uh, a reversal of of uh, or part of the strategy, but it's a reversal of the initial bets. That's all. So. Um, again, from our perspective, it's all juice, right? It's all, uh, it's all. It, at the end of the day, it becomes down to now. Now there's two way action all over the game, Alex. And I know Jeff has a, a very good number here. Oh, I only have sixty five cents of closing line value on the money line, so we all know what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we all know what's going to happen here. <laughs> Jeff, I'm not Northwestern, obviously, but all right. Uh, I mean, this is. I I, I I think there's no surer bet now than Purdue winning this game outright. Man. <laughs> that that, that had that much closing line value on this one. Well, listen, uh, but but you followed it, you played, but it's it's an important. Listen, we we see uh, games like this uh, quite often, especially when it's a close. When you have a game that's 
uh, you know, a field goal or less. We've got several games, right, where, where, where there's a, a, a new you – know, we've gone back and forth uh, with the Louisville – and uh, uh, Miami as, as favorites, right? One team uh, slightly favored over the other, whether it's one, one and a half. The game's down to pick them again. Uh, Kentucky and uh, South Carolina, another one, right? Basically a pick them game. By the way, South, more South Carolina money now, too. Kentucky earlier in the week was a one-point favorite, and now South Carolina is up to two. So you've, you've got games that, uh, that do bounce, and uh, and go back and forth in terms of favorites. Uh, uh, you know what? And not and not unusually this time of year either. Vinny, let's uh, let's keep it rolling here. You know, Alex has a play on this game, and so do I. We're on the same side, actually. You're on the same side. We're on the same side. Not oh, two way. Steam at the desk. No two way at the desk. No two way Steam at the desk. Today. And that's the game with not the lowest total of the week for once. Congratulations, Iowa. You're playing a total that's right now at 33 and a half at some shops. Yeah. 33 here at the South Point. Uh, both Alex and I laid it with the Hawkeyes in this one against Illinois. I, just a three-point favorite for Iowa. It really just, it, all things considered, I know we like to poke fun at the Iowa offense, but the fact that Iowa, and this is just a testament to their defense, the mm -hmm. fact that this team is going to be more than likely going 10 and 2 with absolutely no semblance of an offense <laughs> is it, it, look it, it's an indictment of the big 10 west for sure but it's still pretty wild that this could possibly happen where iowa's offense is comically awful and here they are with a legitimate shot to go 10 and 2 10 and 2 uh win the uh win the division right and uh you know now you both you bet iowa you which i'm sure you laid two and a half you didn't you didn't lay three Oh, I laid three. I laid yeah. a bad number. You, I did as well. Yeah, you did. See, we, we see we we're not all perfect, Vinny. See that's that? Right. I'm I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm bragging about these young these kids. Yeah, we're, we're not here. all we're not all perfect. But that's obviously. confidence. How about yeah. that? That's you're right. you're confident. You're that confident. They didn't. The, the number didn't stop you. Well, that's good. Hey, listen, you have to bet with uh, bet with conviction. No, I mean, listen, it's probably going to be a situation where, uh, again, this is a, a midday game here, uh, twelve thirty uh, Pacific start. Um, we opened at three. They took three, went back, uh, went to two and a half. In all likelihood, uh, there will probably be uh, uh, another three showing. And, you know, and I think it's going to toggle back and forth. Uh, if the three shows, I suspect that we'll see some uh, some uh, support for the dog, Alex. Yeah, we're, we're sorry, sorry, real quick, Vinny. There is a th there is some three yeah. three minus fifteens out there as well. well so so, there, so, there, so there, I don't know if I don't know yeah. if we're going to see that two and a half. Maybe. And I will say this for at least for us, at least we didn't lay the four. Right. At least no. we didn't do that. No, thank you. <laughs> I would, I would just, I would have to, I just. Leave. You see it with the adios. All credibility lost. You, know you said it perfectly, though. I mean, their defense—you, you have to give them credit. Eight and two on the season, and and their offense—they managed. Um, Iowa, well, in general, some might have been from their defense, but 32 points in the last two games, so that's big. Illinois, they're going back to their original starter, Altmaier, mm -hmm. and I actually think that benefits us a little bit because Paddock, we saw him. For Illinois last week, 24 for 36 with 507 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah. So I think that plays in our favor. You know, we, we've talked quite a bit about uh, Iowa. No, no question about it. And we, you know, a little, some tongue in cheek. Um, the, the reality is this is a football team that's competing. Look, <laughs> look at where they are. I mean, you, you, at the end of the day, the record speaks for itself, right? And, and they're, they're, They've got a, a, a better record than so many other teams. 
and the fact that you know they're they're probably going to be playing on New Year's weekend, right? I mean, New Year's either the eve or the day, and uh, that's those are important games. You know, we're 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 really caught up in the Final Four, and understandably so. I get it, but when you're talking about New Year's games, those are enormous for a variety of reasons. Recruiting, money, which everything comes from money, right? So there, there's the recruiting, there's the transfer portal, and then there's the building block, the stepping stone to next year. So that you've really got to, you know, separate. While there's so many over forty bowl games, those New Year's bowl games are very important from a variety of reasons. And from our standpoint too, they're they're you know, in, enormous betting games. Well, those New Year's six, as you, as you bring it yeah. up, the two playoff games, yeah. which this year, the final year of the fourteen playoff yes, season yeah. in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl and New Orleans yeah. for the Sugar Bowl, and then the other four games the other where, four, yeah. where, look, whoever the non-Power 5 yeah. represents, I mean, for Tulane, if they could be in a New Year's six bowl for back-to-back years, that's mm-hmm. an amazing accomplishment sure. yeah. for, for that program. Uh, for my alma mater, it Missouri, yeah, yeah right, to, right. To be to be potentially right. in in New Year's Six is a gigantic deal for a program that hasn't been in, in in they were never in a BCS bowl, even though they should have been twice. But that's a different argument for a different day. Uh, but again, it's a big deal, sure, uh, to be playing in one of these New Year's Six bowls, and especially this year too. I think uh, because of of conference realignments, right, and 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 you know the the Pac twelve going away, so things. Uh, I, I think there's, you know, there's teams that are, are driven to get to that day, to get to that weekend, not just for, you know, the final four. By the way, you're a, you're alma mater. Yes. Uh, more support for them uh, this shocking, morning. Man. I was just with uh, with Chris Andrews uh, before I came in. Uh, Missouri up to 12 and a half. I think you're going to see even higher here. Uh, yeah, I, I actually expect that to close 13. 13 is uh, not and, unlikely. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. Alex, uh, Alex did it correctly on that game. Well, Go ahead. What did you end up playing there with Mizzou? Um, minus 11, and then I also am on the under. There you go. Mine. Under 59 and a half, actually. I got the good number. Oh, you got a great number, I, Alex. I would still play it. At, it's 57 and a half now, right? Yeah, 56 and a half, 57 oh, and a half, 57. I mean, yeah, you, okay. you, uh, you got a great number. South Point market low yeah. on the 56 and a half. Yeah. It is 57 and a half basically everywhere else in town. Uh, we did I, take a big play yesterday on, on the, the under. Uh, 57 and a half. Yeah, I, I do like – not. I wouldn't chase again. I wouldn't chase the bad number. Eleven was excellent. Uh, if this thing twelve and a half is currently the market high, but mm-hmm. I, I think that everywhere is going to be at twelve and a half at least by the time that game kicks off in Columbia. Uh, I do want to go here. Uh, injury concerns in Lawrence today. Yeah. KU hosting K State. That's mm-hmm. a sunflower showdown. Uh, Kansas State ten point favorite on the road here in Lawrence. Uh, Jason Bean is a game-time decision. That's Pete Thamel with the report on that. The way this game has been bet, the assumption is that he's not going to play, and I think that's probably the way this goes here. Yeah, uh, so, and it's moved three points. Yeah, so K- it, it KU's on their third quarterback here with uh, yeah. Ballard probably getting the start here. Jalen Daniels, of course, done for the year. He said mm-hmm. that earlier in the week yeah. where he's going to be returning to Kansas thanks to a, uh, mm-hmm. a red shirt that he was able to use this year. Yeah, and again, this, uh, this is all about uh, – uh, you know the Wildcats, Kansas State getting support, still still laying a ten actually right now. So probably not going to see uh, Bean in this game again. But look, this is a four o'clock start. So if 
if all of a sudden you see, you know, we get word that he's out, he's warming up, and he or he is going to play, then I think you're going to see the number come back down. And again, we'll come down the ladder the way we went up the ladder, Alex. I think so. If I if Jason Bean is playing, this will probably be a play for me. I did go over fifty five and a half early okay. in the week, just a mm-hmm. half a unit here. It does kind of concern me if Jason Bean is out, but. Sure. With these two playing against each other, I expect yeah. some fireworks. Well, you got you got a, another good number there if you went over 50, <clears throat> 55 and a half. I mean, we tried to get ahead of it at fifty six and a half, uh, uh, but uh, so uh, again, I think I think uh, we'll wait, watch and see. But it all indications are he's probably not going to play. Um, I did want to point out another game that's moved considerably, Please. especially here uh, as we uh, get ready for these nine o'clock kickoffs. Um, and this, uh, even though this is a later game, uh, a lot of support for Wisconsin here. So here's a game that opened six and a half. And again, uh, we open uh, we open these on uh, Monday mor- Monday uh, late morning uh, here at South Point. Um, Wisconsin, questions. of course, hosting Wis- Nebraska. Wisconsin against uh, Nebraska, six and a half. Initial uh, response for Nebraska in this game, who's really played, talk about good defenses, really it's their offense that's given given them problems uh, all year, not just uh, the you know the you know poor ability to score, lack of a lack of scoring prowess, but turnovers have plagued them. Um, it looks like Harburg is is now not going to play. He was questionable, so he's probably not going to play for the for the Huskers. This game's up to seven. Does that so. mean we get to see Jeff Sims again? I'm not sure. If, if that's Jeff's, the case, that's not good for that's, Nebraska. Uh, that Jeff Sims has. You know, it's interesting, when, when, and I don't think it's uh, a secret. I think he's just really uh, struggled with the limelight. Uh, it, all indications are that uh, when, when he got there and with the history of that program and the expectations, and now you're on the enormous stage of the Big Ten, um, I think it was uh, I think it was a, a, a strain for uh, for that young man to to handle it now. As you know, here we are late in the season. Maybe that's uh, maybe maybe that changes, and uh, if he if he gets back in there. But uh, right now, it's all about Wisconsin, Alex. Uh, at seven, I did hear Mordecai is going to play for Wisconsin as well, right? I I think they're getting him back because I've been on Wisconsin too many times that I, I would like to admit they're three and eight ATS, and mm-hmm. I've I've been backing them a lot. Disappointing year. I, their win total was at eight. I didn't bet that, but. Just to show you, they're five and five this year. Interesting, you bring that up, Alex, because there was a lot of support for Wisconsin this year with the coaching change and the. I think a lot of people assumed that there were were going to be a much more diverse offensive team, yeah. right? More, it just didn't. They, you know, coaches try to, you know, they have a style. They want to, uh, to have a style, and and that's understandable. Uh, but you've got to have the personnel for the style. Uh, and, and as of this year, that's not the case. Now, of course, there'll be a year of recruiting and transferring and things like that that could change. But, uh, yeah, Alex, there were a lot of folks I remember speaking with, you know, going into the season, uh, teams that uh, people were looking at with high hopes. And, uh, you know, Penn State as well, right, because this was going to be the year that Penn State uh, needed to or could beat both Ohio State and and Michigan, of course, they've uh, they faltered to both of them. So, look, I mean, you know, you you, you keep battling as as a program. You keep uh, you know trying to reload and things like that. But I think this is this is one of the surprises this year to the uh, to the to the uh, 
the downside, really. I think it surprised a lot of folks on the Wisconsin uh, uh, bandwagon. Before we let you go back yeah. to work, I want to get one more game. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the big one in Corvallis tonight. Washington yeah. at Oregon State. You uh-huh. know, the market's really starting to move this morning, and I'm not overly surprised that we're starting to see Washington uh, get bet here. Yeah. Um, down to pick here. Mm-hmm. There are some books that still have Oregon State won. There are some books now that have Washington won. So this one, as we talked about yesterday, Vinny, where we expected we expected a little take back on Washington yeah, sure. on the day on the day, yeah. the day of the game. I'm very curious to see where this thing closes. I would not be surprised to see Oregon State still close a favorite in this game. I would also not be surprised if Washington closes a one or a one and a half point road not, favorite. Wouldn't shock either way. And I think you know it's it's a great two way betting game with money. I mean, there's uh, I, I love and I love the fact that it's uh, you know positioned uh, you know late afternoon, so uh, a lot's going to be going to it. But uh, this is a game too, right? Ramification. Talk about New Year's. Uh, New Year's for Oregon State and and going into the Civil War, so um, they know they know where Washington is positioned as well. Washington's still very much in the the national championship playoff picture, especially with the, with their victory over Oregon earlier this year. Um, but uh, no, this is this is a great two way betting game, and um, I think it's going to be that way right up until kickoff. Alex, big handle in this game has it yeah. beaten Rice and Charlotte yet? Is the question. Uh, I- you know, that's a great question, Alex. And, when, you know, there's always that game, and it's uh, three, uh, what is it, uh, 55 and 56. Yep. Two-way action there. Yeah, I mean, you, limit plays, you know, five and ten dime plays uh, on, on on that game. So there's always a game that you go, wow, that's what, really? Is that, huh? Are we sure about that? Uh, yeah, at, at the end of the day, though, it'll, uh, the Oregon State-Washington game will pass it. Very good. Vinny, we'll let you go back to work. I'm going. We'll let you go back to work. Vinny Malule, everyone, of course, here at the South Point. Uh, Gone Gaming, Sports Betting Hall of Famer as well. Our guy is always in the best hair that you can get. I'm trying. There for Vinny Malule. All right, when we get back, we're going to take one more break. We'll go through it. We got a got a big one in Tucson, Utah, and Arizona. And we also have more to get to as we keep it rolling. Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon-style paradise swimming pool. A relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. And if you really want to escape, come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. Our gaming amenities include over 60 table games and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Megabucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world, Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. 
and our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part, Blackjack always pays three to two. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn and so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to blackjack and roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Baccarat, Pie Gal Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun. Final segment for us here at Sports by the Book. I'm Jeff Piles. Happy to be with you as always. Alex White here as well. Big thanks to Vinny Maliul, who is here as well. All right, let's get to it. Games we haven't touched so far. Utah and Arizona, really good game. And we did not expect this one to be a good one at the beginning of the year. But here we are with Arizona. I, credit to Jetfish. What a job. Seven and three. Legitimate shot to go nine and three, which no one expected that this year in Tucson. Utah, they had their opportunities last week, just couldn't get it done on the road in Washington, falling to 7-3 and three themselves. Alex, one-and-a-half-point favorites. The Cats are at home against the Utes. 46 the total behind us. There's some 46-and-a-half in the market as well. I think we're in agreement on this one. We both like the short dog on the road here. I definitely do. And you, I mean, definitely credit to Jed Fish and also Kyle, Whitt Kyle Whittingham. We have a great coaching matchup here with these two i really just think utah has figured it out with their backup quarterback bryson barnes i mean th what they have done in the last few weeks offensively has been very good they've only really were shut down by oregon besides that averaging 31.4 points a game as i mentioned my theme of the day it's the defense here i'm going with utah's defense i think they're going to be the difference maker holding teams to 19 points a game 18th in the nation so yes Arizona done a fantastic job and, you know, took the market a little bit to adjust on them. And we capitalized on that. Now I think we see Utah get it done here. You and I agree. Short money line price for me is on this one. Now, I'm not saying Arizona can't win this game. They're favored. Would it shock me if they win? No. But this just is one of those where you got to sell off at some point with these teams that have overachieved. And yes, we saw Arizona. You Got an opportunity to get take Colorado last week. Colorado covered that game. It was not as good for Colorado last night. We don't even have to mention that. A total train wreck for the Buffs as they moved to 4-7 and seven with getting blasted by Wazoo last night. But this does feel like, again, you can sell again, sell Arizona in a circumstance where they're, this, is the, this is the best defense they will have faced during this run. Uh, and it's a little bit different now getting Utah in this one. So you and I are in agreement here. Even though, again, Arizona did beat Oregon State earlier in the year in Tucson. So they are more than capable of beating high-end teams at home. All right. I, I I don't even want to bring this one up, but I did bet it. I took the points with BYU against Oklahoma. It's up to 25 and a half now with the Cougars at home. I, Alex, it just shows what is like The fact that BYU, this is a proud football program. This is a really good football program. One of the best settings in college football to see a game at. A really passionate fan base. And they are awful. And the fact that they are 25 and a half at home against Oklahoma kind of just shows you how far they have fallen in a very short period of time this year. Remember, this team was five and five and three, or excuse me, five and two earlier in the year. And it's totally just the the, the bricks have fallen apart there at BYU this year. 
Right. Well, first time being in the Big 12, right? So you see that drop off right when they're starting their conference play. And also, Jeff, they've dealt with a lot of injuries this year to the quarterback and then to two of their wide receivers. So they are getting healthier. I think we see some of them back in this game. I can't blame you. I thought 24 and a half was too much. So 25 and a half. I definitely would look at that with the Cougars. I mean, we know they play much better at home. They did lose their first home game last week, and that was a that was a rough one for them. But it's a lot of points for a very proud BYU program, like you said. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the conversation's got to be had again about Sataki. I, I, I know there have been a lot of injuries, as you said, but this is a, a few three straight years where things have not been as good as you would expect from a BYU program. And they had a lot of talent last year. Hey, Jaron Hall was a good college quarterback and didn't win enough games last year, at least for what they should have done a year ago as an independent. Now yeah. this year, I mean, you can't go from five and three to no bowl. You, you just, that right. can't happen. And they're obviously gigantic underdogs today. They're going to be sizable underdogs again next week. In Stillwater, uh, it doesn't matter with the quarterback injuries. You, you you get the five wins that early in the season, you got to find a way to get bowl eligible, and it's just not going to happen for BYU unless if they pull a absolute stunner. And I know what upset our guy Sean in the corner there. Uh, if Oklahoma found a way to blow that one outright today, all right, Battle of LA. Talk about disappointments. UCLA and USC final regular season game for USC. Probably the last time we see Caleb Williams in a USC jersey as well. They host UCLA at the Coliseum. Alex, this is an all-over-the-place market game. As low as four and a half on the Trojans, as high as six. I I couldn't do anything here. Behind us, it's five and a half with a total of 63. I don't like either of these teams. UCLA, I mean, UCLA last, last week was one of the more ridiculous performances you're ever going to see from a good team, from a team that's supposed to be good. I mean, 17-7. Yep. Loss at home to Arizona State, that just can't happen. And then USC well-documented their struggles. They just can't play defense. Yes, absolutely. This is one of the rare occasions we're uh, going with the better defense because I am on USC, shocked okay. by the move. I got the bad number in this one as well. I am on USC minus six. I thought, I didn't know it was going to move down more, but a lot going on in UCLA, right? Chip Kelly's on the hot seat. Their quarterbacks, they they have three of them. We don't know which one's playing. couple questionable. One might be in the transfer portal. So a lot going on with that team. And I just think USC's offense is going to take over here, score enough to cover this and win this game. Probably the last time we see Caleb Williams at USC as well would be shocking if he plays in, in a non new year six bowl, which is where USC is going. Of course, the, uh, he expected to go at worst number two in the upcoming NFL draft, him and Drake may currently still battling it out. Unless if the Bears get picked number one and decide to take Marvin Harrison Jr. So there you go. I think Ryan will like the Marvin Harrison Jr. pick. I, I Just just a hunch on that one. Uh, I want to go to Stanford Cal real quick. And I know you're not happy with yourself on this one. Where Cal is up to seven in the big game there in Palo Alto. Uh, you jumped the gun a little on this one, didn't you? I did. I didn't expect to see sevens out there. So I grabbed the six and a half with Stanford here. So, yeah, I am on a couple bad numbers, a couple good numbers. As always, that's how it goes with sports betting. But I don't think Cal should be a seven-point favorite on the road here to Stanford. Value taking the points Cal 
Stanford's defense has not been great at all. So Stanford was embarrassed last week, lost 62 to 17 against Oregon State. I think this is a really good bounce back spot for them. Cal needs to win out to get to a bowl. Uh, again, favored to do so today. There'll be a dog next week in Los Angeles at the Rose Bowl against, uh, or in Pasadena, I should say, against UCLA. Uh, but neither of these teams are any good. Hey, this is, get ready. This is the big ACC rivalry next year, folks, as, uh, as it was all intended through the uh, course of college athletics. All right. I want to go to Texas and Iowa State next, where it's been traffic on Iowa State here in this game. Down to seven, Texas favorite in Ames. 44 and a half now the total. This game has been bet to the under. Alex, I'll say this. Texas has everything to play for here. They went out. They're going to have a really good case to be in the college football playoff. Iowa State last week went to Provo, and that game was never competitive against BYU. They smoked them. A very impressive performance by the clones in that game. I just have a question here with Texas where – they never play a full 60 minutes. Right. They just never do. We saw it again last week where they were in complete control against TCU. Looked like they were going to cover the big number. And then TCU got it all the way back to three. And Texas had to recover an onside kick. So I am I really do think Texas is much better than Iowa State. But I can't get there even laying a good number now with seven on the horns just because of the way Oh, that Texas just doesn't play a full 60 minutes. I completely agree with you. I passed on this one because, yes, Texas is definitely by far the better team. The thing that leads me a little bit to Texas is Quinn Ewers back last week for the first time, and now he'll be back again. I think we see him improved from that game, even against TCU. So, I, I mean, I think Texas could really run away with this one. But like you said, it's a matter of if we see a full 60 minutes from them. Jerry, did you uh, put that put them up to that with the uh, puddles the duck in the background? Looking great. There we go. Look at that puddles the duck. Uh, uh, very fancy Oregon jersey as well for that gentleman over there. All right, let's uh, let's uh, keep it rolling here. By the way, uh, Oregon, since we did not mention them, uh, Oregon is a gigantic favorite today against Arizona State. Twenty five now. Uh, I'm not touching that. You missed the best of it if you wanted the ducks. Arizona State has actually played the high-end teams a lot tougher. Uh, should have beat Washington in Seattle a few weeks ago. You and I are in agreement. We're just going to pass on uh, now one here today. All right. Oklahoma State and Houston. I, I just want to bring this up real quick because people have been aggressively betting Houston again. Good luck. That's all I'll say. Yeah. From seven to six. I know Oklahoma State was embarrassed last week. I stayed out of this because I don't feel like laying – I didn't want to, even a better number of six, I don't feel like laying that much on the road. But Houston kind of showed you who they are last last week. They're a poorly coached team whose effort isn't always there. And in the game that they needed in order to get bowl eligible, more likely than not, they completely no-showed against a terrible Cincinnati team a week ago. And turned the ball over way too much, right? So I stayed away from this one too. I do think Oklahoma State will bounce back here. You know, they are in it right now to be in the Big 12 championship. It kind of they get to determine their future, right? Mm -hmm. Because they have the tiebreaker between the other teams. But both of these teams trying to bounce back from ugly losses last week. Stay away from me. Lean to the Cowboys. Let's go to one you and I are both on. and I, Or actually, you know what? Before we do that, one last thing, because we did touch on Missouri and Florida with Vinny. Yes. Um, 
you laid a good number with Mizzou at 11. You took a good number under as well. Uh, right now, total behind us is 56 and a half. There are 57 and a half basically available everywhere else. Uh, 12 and a half on Mizzou is the, also the market high, as low as 11 and a half. This is just one of those. I wouldn't chase bad numbers, but if the 11 and a half out there, I don't mind, even though you missed the best of it at 11. Uh, but if you got 11 on Mizzou, I think you should feel pretty good about yourself here today. Yeah, especially for what I made this game. Now, I heard something, Jeff, and tell me if you how you feel about this. I heard, oh, they put Mizzou in the top 10 now so they can set up the argument to have two SEC teams in the playoffs. And I completely disagree with that because I do have Mizzou in my top eight in my power ratings. They're a very good team. They have proved that week in and week out. I'm really relying on their defense here today to show up like they did last week against Tennessee because... Banking on them to cover this number and to stay under that total. So can't get Florida going here offensively. I mean, Mizzou and Louisville played on a neutral. Mizzou's favored. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Mizzou, Oregon State's a little tricky if that was a neutral. Uh, I guess Mizzou would be the slightest of favorites in that game. But that, to me, is dead even matchup between Mizzou and, and, and Oregon State. Uh those are the only two teams that could possibly have been ranked ahead of them that were behind them this week. So I'm not buying that argument. But again, people are people are convinced that the network wants right. uh, wants two SEC teams. They might get it, but I would be still a lot would yes. have to happen in order for two SECs to get in this year. All right, let's uh, let's go to uh, let's go to the game we're in agreement here and should probably scare everyone. Texas Tech. I'm actually on Texas Tech for once. Uh, laying two and a half against Central Florida. You know, this is uh, Central Florida. Got to imagine it crashed back to earth a little bit after that yeah. destruction of Oklahoma State a week ago. Absolutely. And that's why I laid the two and a half with Tech here. Also, um, their starting qu- quarterback is back. He's been back for two weeks. He They're 4-0 when Morton is starting for them. Really good game two weeks ago against TCU. Went 28 for 36 with 282 yards, two touchdowns. Not such a great game last week against Kansas, but the team found a way to win. I think with another week of reps for Morton, I think this Texas Tech team is going to have a pretty easy day against the Central Florida team who is uh, destined for a letdown spot here. Let's go to Notre Dame and Wake Forest real quick. Uh, Notre Dame, 24.5 point favorites, 47.5 the total in this one, Alex. Uh, You know, I don't love laying big numbers, especially when – uh, there were some 24s out there earlier in the week. I'm not going to touch this one, but Wake is Wake is really not any good. <laughs> They're really not a good football team. Match up pretty poorly here with Notre Dame here in the final game at home for them. Early in the week, their quarterback was questionable. I think he moved to probable with his shoulder injury, Kern. So we don't even know if he's going to be 100% in this one. I did want to ask you, is there any... Any of these big favorites are you looking to? I know you didn't say you laid any really, but for style points between any of these, whether it's LSU, Oregon, any that you would consider. I mean, the Ducks would be the only one. Uh, I, I That would be the only one. None of these FCS, FBS games. Like, I, right. who cares? If, if you're Alabama, who cares if you beat Chattanooga by 49? You're supposed to do that as a 45-point favorite. Same sort of deal with Florida State. They're almost seven touchdowns against North Alabama today. Uh, that doesn't. That, in, this is a funky week because right. you have all the you have these top notch teams. Some of them are playing FCS. Some of them are playing poor FBS teams. Uh, I those are games I avoid usually. 
even though, again, there is some credence to taking the underdogs sometimes in those Sun Belt or yes. CUSA teams on the road against the SEC teams. But I stayed out of all of them today. All right. Of course, we got to end with UNLV. Biggest game the program has had in a very long time. On the road in Colorado Springs today to take on Air Force. If UNLV wins out, UNLV will host the Mountain West title game. Uh, if Air Force wins out, they will host the Mountain West title game. And you know what? It's right where it probably should be. Air Force is three at home today. 47 the total for this one, Alex. Yep, I agree with you. The number's right where it should be. I stayed away from this one. I'm just going to watch, support my alma mater, hope that they get this win here. Because it would be, I mean, this is a huge game for them if they can take down Air Force here. Um, quarterback out for Air Force, but I still worry about them against their offense and how they um, re very alarming last few weeks for Air Force. Where yes, yes. The last two games, they've had 10 combined turnovers. They lo loses a huge favorite at home to Army. Lose by 20. That game was never close. Yes, I know the game was in Denver. Let's be real with ourselves. That's a home game. And then last week, on the road, hey, that game was never really overly competitive against Hawaii. And that's alarming. Now, look, maybe they get it right. They're back in their own building. Uh, UNLV has to go to elevation. Maybe they get it right. That's but, that's what worries me here, right? Because their bubble burst against Army, lose to Hawaii. Now it's kind of like where they step back up. I'm probably going to end up money lining UNLV. Are you? They're the better team. Very I, I, I do think UNLV is the better team. I'm going to wait it out because I think I'm going to get a better price through the day. So we'll see what we get here. Hey, I need you not to say on air, though, that Barry Odom may could go somewhere else. I, we need to uh, shut that down look, right now. All, all I'm going to say is for, 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 for Odom, I hope he stays. I really hope he stays because I think this is a great spot for him to be able to, you know what, this is a program that has no history of winning in football. But the facilities are the best they've ever been. You're playing in an NFL stadium now. And you're in a oh. Mountain West that, look, if you're winning the Mountain West, if, if you and if he wins the Mountain West in year one, what could Barry Odom do by year three here? Right. Like, you could make the – I know it's crazy, but there's one berth to a non-Power 5 conference champion moving forward starting next year. Why can't it be UNLV? Right. With the way that, that the Mountain West is going to be probably the best conference of those non-Power conference teams. Yes, I know the American exists, but I think the Mountain West as a whole with the program, especially with Boise makes the right coaching hire, uh, could be back at the, at the top. Yet again. All right, we went over today, but hey, we had a lot to talk about here on the penultimate Sunday or Saturday of the college football season. Alex, great job as always. We'll see you again tomorrow at 9 a.m. A full NFL card to get to. Shout out to the crew. Sean, Jerry, Ryan, great job as always. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you tomorrow. Sports by the book at 9 o'clock Pacific time going through the NFL.